Welcome to the Bullet Dodge Records Radio Show. Hi there folks, it's Gareth Whitehead here. Welcome to another Bullet Dodge Records Radio Show. As always, we've got a fuel pack show for you this week. On interview this week, we have the legendary Chicago DJ and producer, DJ Hyperactive, chatting to us, plus some new music for you to check out. Starting off this week's show, we're going to start with a track called Before Gas Station. It's the Ooft remix. The original artist is Keto Jempia, and this is going out on Fata Morgana. Check this out.
that track there was called Before Gas Station. It was the Oofry Mix. The original artist was Keto Jempia and asking out on Fata Morgana. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. This next track is the Mark Flash remix of Rise and Shine by Esteban Esteban Adam and it's now on a superb label EPM Music. Thank you. 
of Rise and Shine by Esteban Adam and that's out on EPM Music. You can check Mark Flash accompany the legendary Mr. Mike Banks at our next Bullet Dodge label showcase at the Club in Paisley on the 7th of November. Mark and Mike will be performing as Depth Charge, so that's Submerge and Underground Resistance presents Depth Charge at the Club Paisley on the 7th of November. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. This next track is a track by Roy Davis Jr. featuring Terry Dexter. The track's called My Nation. This is going out on Mile End Records.
Ooh. 
Davis Jr. featuring Terry Baxter, the track called My Nation, and that's out on Mile End Records. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. For more information on the show and the label, check out our website at www.bulletdodgerecords.com. This next track is an excellent collaboration between Shay Demir and Sean Ray. The track's called Nights in Berlin and it's now on Jealous Records.
with Sean Ray and Shady Mears collaborative track Nights in Berlin and that's now on Jealous Records. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. This next track is Nathan Coles and David Coker remix of Your Time Here by Sinus. This is going out on Listed Music.
And that was the Nathan Coles and David Coker remix of Your Time Here by Sinus. And that's going out on Listed Music. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. Next up, we have the Radio Slave Magnetic Feel remix of Dirty Talk featuring Donna McGee. And the original artist is iRobots. And this is going out on Opalek Music.
track there was the Radio Slave Magnetic Feel Remix of Dirty Talk featuring Donna McGee. The original artist was iRobots, and that's got out on Opalite Music. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. For more information on the show and the label, check out our website at www.bulletdodgerecords.com. Next up, we have a track by Alec Delano and Butane. The track's called Little Helper 200-3 to mark the Little Helper's record label's 200th release anniversary.
And that was Little Helper 2000, Little Helper 200-3 by Alec Delano and Butane, and that's out on Little Helpers. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. For more information on the show and the label, check out our website at www.bulletdodgerecords.com. Okay, this week, folks, I'm joined by Chicago's very own DJ Hyperactive. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Hey, Gareth. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Thanks for coming and chatting to us. So, how's Chicago at the moment, Joe? What have you been up to? Um, quite a few things. I, I, you know, I've only been back here from LA the past almost two years now. So, I had been gone for 17 years. So, you know, during that time, there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of changes in my life and musically, family-wise, but I was able to resurrect four track that originally started in 97 and kind of got it back in gear, writing digitally, and then finally got my ass in high gear and started getting uh, vinyl cut again. So, you know, to date we have the 23rd release just came out last month. It was my own release called Black on Black EP. And then we just released digital and the vinyl is going to drop soon here, but the digital just actually released yesterday. So that was uh, four track number 24 by Andre Morant. And Andre's an old, an old school geezer from the US here that produced under his own name and also under the acronym Jack Mackerel, did stuff on uh, early hybrid releases, which everybody knows, uh, Carry Like a Bush's label, and uh, and his own label as well called Scope Recordings. So that just released. It's called Miles EP, four tracks, really jacking. You know, sounds very Chicago e, so to say, and uh, just really quality stuff. And you know, I actually have a couple more that'll come out on a, a various artists compilation either this winter or early next year and uh, excited about just having him back in the loop and trying to get him in heavier circulation musically because the guy is a machine he really pumps out a lot of tunes so i've been preoccupied with four track recordings the label and you know kind of getting my own ass and gear so to say with production my own production but lately i've been really buried in remixes i've just been just one remix after another and i've just been getting uh, people knocking on my door, throwing rocks at my window, calling my cell at all hours of the night looking for these bloody remixes that I've finally been able to just uh, finish a few of these um, projects that I have. So one, I just finished it, I think maybe just released was on Nockstrom Shaw Plotten uh, for a guy out of Mexican kind of they call them the Mexican kind of Caribbean down in near like uh, Cancun or Acapulco down there a guy named Fix guy named Fix Mojino and I just played with actually just played with him um, in Mexico City this past weekend so he runs a label along with this guy named uh, Diggit called Vector Functions so he did the release on Nockstrom Schauplant and then Fabian Mulfinger from Nockstrom hit me up to do the remix and and uh, gave it a go on Knoxstrom Shop Lawn. So that just either just came out or, or they're they're promoting it now. I gotta 
kind of look at the flurry of emails to kind of check my my records, but I'm sure by the time I figure it out, everybody that's going to hear this will probably already know before I know what it, if it's actually released or not. And then I'm doing something for Carlo Leo, for a gentleman named Marco F. And then I'm doing a remix for Ricardo Garduno on an Italian label called uh, Intelligentsia Electronica or Electronic Intelligentsia. I got it. I might have it backwards. So I'm sorry, Matthias, if I messed it up, but I'm going off the cuff here. So I'm giving it a go. Cool. And, um, you know, getting back into to, to four track, um, how, how are you finding that in today's kind of digital climate? You know, you mentioned you're pressing vinyl as well. Are you, are you noticing much? Well, how are you noticing the changes? Changes? Uh, not, not a lot, really. I mean, you know, unfortunately, vinyl kind of fizzled out here in the States, but it never really seemed to lose any momentum overseas there. So as far as my production, really hasn't changed a whole lot, you know. I mean, I'm kind of toying with some acid tracks here and there just because it's kind of a sound that really has, has never died but you know i think at one point it kind of just there was just such a a massive amount of kind of acid techno tracks but really just lost a lot of the interest i think just because they didn't really didn't go anywhere they really didn't involve so everything i've been trying to do acid wise is really trying to disguise it as much as i can so it doesn't sound like a traditional acid track but you know in the end you know some of it's uh its persona always seems to surface. It's hard to really hide a real acid, true acid line, you know? So, I don't know, I mean, not 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 too many changes. I mean, maybe if anything, you know, over time, some things have slowed down tempo-wise, but then you see, you know, a handful of, of those DJs and producers that are, you know, still playing in the, you know, lower, mid, 130s, you know, I've kind of, I've kind of like, kind of have a happy medium in between so production wise maybe stuff is a little bit slower than what i've done traditionally but do, still, still keeping some of the same formula you know in terms of content do, do you think um on that note about bpms i mean for a while there uh, i think you know house and techno tracks were sitting around about the mid one one two five to one two eight um so techno tracks maybe slowing down and house tracks slowing uh speeding up but now there's more i can i guess maybe a trend for house tracks to go f- maybe a bit slower do you, do you see the the bpms rising again with some techno tracks do you see it going back to 135 that's a good question um i think it's yet to be seen um because obviously i mean production's changed so we could say oh we're we just gonna you know so uh, the, the production styles that we have now would be would sound obviously different if they're if they're sped up considerably. Yeah, I think you're gonna. I think you see a mix of both in both aspects. I think house traditionally, you know, early house in the one eighteen to one twenty two realm, and then that over time some genres seem to have cre- increased tempo over time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as some of the different genres kind of birth, but, you know, techno is kind of it just, I think it comes down to the individual and what they're playing, you know. I, you know, it's, I don't see myself really climbing too fast over the years here in my climbing age. So, <laughs> if anything, I would 
tend to level off and find something in the, a happy middle for me personally. Okay. So you're, you're obviously, you know, um, back in Chicago and how, what's your kind of perspective on the, the scene in Chicago at the moment? Are you, are you gigging much in the, the city itself? Do you, do you attend many parties? Or? Yeah, I'm active both in partying and DJing. So if I'm not, <laughs> not DJing, I'm certainly out as much as I can. You know, I support, you know, I'm, I'm very much connected to the city in a lot of ways and especially on the musical plane and, and supporting the different events and clubs or loft parties, and legal, legal stuff, whatever it is. So, um, you know, and I was fortunate enough, I was fortunate enough that when I came back from LA, you know, there was always open arms and I was immediately, you know, connected and plugged right back into the circuit here DJing. So I, you know, I've, I, and I've kind of actually tried to space out some of these gigs and not just really take everything that, that came. I, I didn't really want to play more than once a month. I try to keep it in that, in that, to that count. And, um, you know, Chicago is interesting, you know, it, it goes in cycles, it goes in, in seasons here. Now it seems to be, you know, a pretty healthy amount of club events that are going on sometimes. Um, you know, there's some competing events going on. Like recently there was, you know, a, the one of the bigger clubs that does a kind of a, a broad array of uh, genres and acts. You know, they had Robert Hood and I think it was uh, uh, Stacy. I want to say Stacy Pullen or Carl Craig. Carl Craig and Robert Hood were at the mid. I was playing at. Oh boy, I'm trying to remember where I was playing, and then and then there was something going on. You know, one of the other big clubs. So there were there were essentially you know three of the top clubs all had kind of competing you know lineups. So mm. you know it's good and it's bad, right? It's good because it means that there's an appetite for it, but it's bad because it kind of divides some of the the smaller crowds that you have on the techno plane than you do house. Yeah. You know, I mean, house it's not it's for sure. But you know, naturally, so I mean, it is Chicago. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, um, clubs like Primary and uh, they're obviously quite kind of leading at the moment, and they're certainly getting they're getting a good name. But Primary's getting a good name at the moment. Of you, is that somewhere that you frequent? It, it is, and that was the one. That was the first club that really kind of, um, well, not really, but reached out to me to do uh, basically uh, like a bi-monthly. Uh, residency. So Derek Specs is, you know, a big supporter of a lot of genres of music, and you know, he he puts his neck out on the line, you know, for the city, and you know, you know, invests a lot of time and energy and money, and and you know, bringing bringing proper music in, regardless of the genre. So you know, you'll see house, you'll see you know deeper stuff, disco, tech house, techno. You know, they he does a good job over there at Primary. I, he's, I support the guy a lot, so he's been good to me. Cool. And, yeah, again, you mentioned that you, you were in, you've been in LA um, for a number of years as well, and you've, you've got a good connection with, uh, with the Droid guys over there. Can you tell us a little bit about that, how that all came about? You know, there, there was kind of a season where I kind of felt, you know, I went off the, off the grid a bit, and, you know, I've, you know, through the early years and when I was there, you know, I was I played some of the earlier droid behavior interface parties, the, their legendary LA underground parties that they've, you know, the droid guys have 
have always uh, that's what they're first known for is their their shows, you know. And um, so you know that's family to me. I've always they've always you know opened the door for me to come and play, and then later on you know became an artist on the label, and you know our relationship grew stronger and stronger as I you know over the years, early years become you know began you know knowing you know becoming more familiar with these guys. So as we hung out and you know I lived near all these guys in LA and you know, I was just south of them, you know. So they've been, you know, they've been big supporters of me and li and likewise, you know, I've I'm just happy to happy to be part of Droid Behavior and you know the label and doing the shows and that I, I consider those guys you know family to me. So hope hopefully we can continue to do more stuff together even though I'm in Chicago and they're in LA. So and um, gigs-wise, are you finding it, it, where you're gigging at the moment? Is it mainly US-based, or are you are you uh, working much in Europe? Um, the US more, but I mean, I'm I, I've had my fair share. We continue to have future bookings, you know, in Europe. So I mean, as of right now, the, the European bookings are definitely on the rise. I mean, there's some there's just um, it's going to be a challenge to be able to 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 do all these remotely so um but europe's been good to me you know i've played at some of the top clubs over there and got some things coming up later this year and early next year and yeah it's a juggling act right it's a juggling act between my my day-to-day -day here in chicago trying to stay contemporary as a producer stay on top of these remixes and then you know just jumping on planes on the weekends when i can or you know stretching these out week to week but you know i'm up for it it's uh like i said the european gigs have definitely been on the, the increase you know for a number of reasons after doing the boiler room they did for frankie knuckles here uh earlier this year um you know and just the remixes that are, have come out you know and i've been fortunate you know with my releases you know they've always seem to get an extra little bit of favor, you know, in terms of the press's eye and radio and the DJs. I've been, you know, luckily been able to get a lot of support, you know, internationally. So that that definitely plays a, a factor in it all, you know. Okay. And, and would you say, you know, at the moment, you say moving back to Chicago and things, has your production style changed, do you think, or your approach to producing, has that changed much? No, it hasn't changed because even when I was in LA, I still kind of always lean towards what my roots are which were always here in chicago so the influence from me as an early dj and producer in chicago you know coupled with you know some of the some of the influences out west but really my the core and main influences were always stem from my you know originally being from chicago so you know and it's it's more of an international sound not just really a chicago sound what i i kind of straddle a little bit of both sides of the fence so and it really didn't change a whole lot when what, I went there. What about, when I came. Um, you know, obviously Chicago having its house roots. What about Detroit? Do you do you regard that as influencing you and your, and your sound? Well, you know, <clears throat> we didn't, er, in the early years, we didn't really, we weren't really caught up in the whole, you know, Detroit techno Chicago house. We kind of really embraced Detroit and what they were doing as one. So I, I, I didn't really have those I didn't really have it compartmentalized like a lot of people try to do now mm -hmm. so model 500 no UFOs were right in the mix with stuff that I was playing that was Chicago based that was Chicago 
Bourne tracks, Farley tracks, you know, Chip E, Model 500, you know, that stuff. You know, Rhythm is Rhythm, Derek, what Derek May was doing. All that stuff, we didn't really we didn't really pay much credence to the genres, right? If the shit yeah. was dope, play it. Play it, it would yeah. be in our sets. It would be in our, those vinyl, those records would be in, doubled up in our, in our record cases, you know? So, yeah. It definitely had an influence, but not in terms of, you know, getting caught up in the hype of, oh, it's, you know, tech, you know, techno, you know, yeah. having, getting caught up in that shit. I don't, I don't get caught up in that, yeah. really. I don't. If it, if it can make people move in a dance floor, that's predominantly. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know, didn't matter. I wish shit. If I even read half the shit on the labels back then, it would be a miracle. You know, I was just really dropping the needles on the wax, listening. You know, that was it. Didn't matter if it was an Italo disco jam or a Chicago Jack track or something from New York or wherever the hell it was from. It didn't matter. Yeah. And it still really doesn't matter to me. So, with regards to productions, what's your kind of studio setup? Are you software based, hardware? You know, over the, I mean, I've, I originally obviously started out hardware. You know, we use oh, only some software just for sequencing purposes, you know, but still a lot of it was in kind of in, improvisational, kind of live recording, even though it was MIDI to some degree, right? But over the years, you know, like many, not like all, but like many, kind of migrated to more in the box software. I use Ableton now. You know, I've, I've I've fiddled with a lot of different things. Reason, you know, Fruity Loops for a long time, uh, but Ableton has really become um, kind of become my my main focus. But I, you know, I'm fortunate enough. I was uh, sponsored by Roland, so I have a lot of the hardware that I'm that I'm writing with now. So it's kind of hybrid now, and I and, and I think the future will see, you know kind of a mixed uh, hybrid of, you know, outboard gear and and in, in the box stuff, you know. So you mentioned Roland, is that the IRA range have you been? The IRA stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah was, look, you know, they looked to me and, and I was sponsored by them and I have all the toys and been using them live and I've been using them in current productions. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, I mean, that's it. Thanks very much for um, having a chat with us, Joe. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I look forward to getting over there eventually to Glasgow. It's in Scotland as a whole. I've, I've yet to play there, so... I'm sure we can sort that out very soon. On the airwaves, bring me to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. Thanks very much. Easy, mate. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. This next track is a track called Shout Out by Echo House, and this is going out on Holix Tracks.
track there was a track called Shout It Out by Echo House, and that's out on Holix Tracks. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. Next up, we have Mihala Safras with his track Barrage, and this is going out on Knee Deep in Sound. I got it.
was Ashworth with his track Puma, the 12 inch remix, sorry, 12 inch mix, and that's now all you'd want. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. Next up, we have a track called Antimata by Vlokin, and this is going out on something different again.
www.bulletdodgerecords.com This next track is a local and jam remix of Breathe by Spartak and the record label it's been released on is Codex.
that was Local and Jam's remix of Breathe uh, by Spartak, and that's going on Codex. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. This next track is a track called Emerald by Mikhail Zabron, and that's going out on Greg Gow's Restructured. Thank you. 
there was called Emerald by Mikel Zabron, and that's now on Restructured. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. Last up this week, folks, we have a track called Circuit Boost by Space DJs, and this is the MB Edit, and that's now on Beardman.
that track there was a track called Circuit Boost, it was the MB edit, the original artist of Space DJs, and that's going out on Beardman. And that's all this week folks, hope you've enjoyed the show, look forward to speaking to you all soon. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. For more information on the show and the label, check out our website at www.bulletdodgerecords.com.